morning and welcome back to the Mining Stock Daily with me, Paul Harris. Today we're focusing on battery metals, specifically nickel in Canada, in Sudbury, Ontario. And I'm joined by Jason Jessup, CEO of Magna Mining. Good morning, Jason. Good morning, Paul. Now, Jason, Magna, you just announced um, what seems to be a very interesting and important agreement. You're going to acquire Lonmin Canada for 16 million Canadian, uh, including 13 million cash up front. Um, Lonmin's got the Denison project in, in Sudbury or near Sudbury, near your Shakespeare project. Um, tell us a little bit about the deal, why you've decided to buy Lonmin Canada and you know, give us a bit of the background about as to how this deal came about. Sure thing. Yeah, Paul, we're super excited about this transaction. This is something that uh, our team has worked on for for well over a year. Um, It is, you know, right in line with our strategy at Magna and really our strategy since inception of the company to really create the next mid-tier producer in Sudbury through a hub and spoke production model. Our first acquisition was the uh, Shakespeare Mine, which has the major permits for construction of a, a 4,500 ton per day open pit mine mill and tailing storage facility and has a significant resource. We've completed a feasibility study on that um, earlier this year. And that really is what we've always viewed as a hub where we could have a central processing facility and, and have an open pit resource that could feed in, as well as having other projects that could feed in potentially higher grade ore. And in looking at opportunities in Sudbury, and I'm based in Sudbury, I've lived here for 22 years. Uh, my background is with Inco prior to when it was Valet, as well as uh, six years with FNX Mining. And at FNX, we were very successful in acquiring some non-core assets from the majors here in Sudbury. And then through you know good exploration and good execution of mining, we're able to bring three of those properties into production and essentially uh, you know, sell the company for $1.5 billion. So that was really the inspiration behind what we were doing with Magna and the Lawnman Canada acquisition is that perfect fit. And we believe that's going to be our first spoke in this hub and spoke model. I mean, it is a past producer, uh, produced over 20 million tons um, in about 80 years of production uh, as run by Inco, shut down in 2002. Um, there was a JV agreement between Lawnman and Valet that was entered into. And through that period of the JV, there was approximately 90,000 meters of drilling done. Now, specifically, Lawnman was looking for low sulfide PGMs. And, but there was also a lot of intersections of additional good grade contact nickel copper ore, similar to what was mined um, previously. So we believe that there is a tremendous potential to to bring Crane Hill back into production. And uh, we think that it could be potential feed for future Shakespeare mill, or even in the short term, um, potential to toll mill um, through one of the two existing mills in Sudbury, similar to what FNX's business model was. Okay, thank you, Jason. Now, um, Lomming Canada, we're talking in general terms, nickel, copper and PGMs uh, in, in the Sudbury district in both projects. Yeah. So um, I understand that, you know, that uh, this new acquisition, Denison, is going to potentially be a spoke to your hub and spoke uh, development concept. Uh, the hub there is Shakespeare, as you mentioned. So Shakespeare's already got a feasibility study. Um, how, how will this acquisition, um, what would the implications be on your sort of plans going forward now? Will you have to sort of rethink some things, recalibrate some things, or are you going to continue 
executing the Shakespeare feasibility study plan and just sort of add on or work in uh, Denison at some point in the future? Yeah, great questions. So our first step will be to um, release a mineral resource um, estimate for Denison. And we're hoping to get that out in the next couple of weeks. So once we have that out, then we'll be looking at a few different scenarios um, and nothing is set in stone yet, but one potential scenario would be to um, complete a PFS combining the resource estimate at uh, Denison with what our feasibility study at Shakespeare and looking what a combined project could look like. Um, you know, the other potential option is to look at Denison as a standalone uh, PEA or PFS and look at toll milling um, and then keep uh, the Shakespeare project, um, you know, moving forward, um, but potentially separate for the time being. Now there will be obviously, if we were to combine the two projects, additional permitting and approvals that would be required. Um, so we need to, to work on that as well. So a number of different moving parts, but overall we think that there is a, you know, a lot of synergies between Shakespeare and, uh, and Denison. Um, but, that being said, you know, we have a lot of work to do still ahead of us. And in the coming months, I think we'll be able to give much more clarity to the market and our investors on uh, the best path forward. Thank you. Now, as part of uh, the transaction you've just announced, uh, you also announced a concurrent uh, $20 million uh, private placement to help pay for that. Now, in, in the past, you've uh, got an, an MOU with Mitsui um, related to Shakespeare. So, um, Will you potentially sort of try to get them in as an investor or another sort of big strategic uh, to come in uh, at this stage? Yeah, so you know, right now we are still working through the uh, you know the definitive agreement with Mitsui. Um, obviously, the Denison project is is quite attractive, and a company the size of Mitsui definitely needs scale. And one of the things that attracted them to to Magna is the ability for us to have this hub and spoke model with having Shakespeare already. And, you know, they're well aware of our strategy to try and acquire additional assets. So again, just to remind the listeners that the deal with Mitsui is at an asset level. So it's at the a JV, at the Shakespeare level itself. So we will have discussions ongoing, um, you know, but the potential to include Denison. Um, but, you know, those discussions uh, are still ongoing. Thank you, Jason. Obviously, there's a lot of moving parts at play in the moment. Um, let, let's fast forward six to 12 months, if, if I can. Assuming everything goes to plan and everything goes well and a bit of luck, uh, where would you like to be? Where would you like Magna to be? Well, definitely, I would like to have uh, a lot more clarity on our path to commercial production. In 12 months' time, there is potential for us to have completed a, or at least be in the process of completing a bulk sample. There is some interesting mineralization that Lonman um, identified at Shakespeare, or sorry, at Denison, and it is a, a low sulfide, very high PGM. And we, um, in our press release, we released some of the historic holes that Lonman had drilled, and you know, absolutely spectacular PGM grades where you have in the range of 0.4 nickel, 0.4 copper, but you know, in some cases, upwards of an ounce per ton platinum, palladium plus gold. So, you know, very significant grades. So we need to do some more metallurgical test work and a, a bulk sample to determine, you know, how that would recover both in the existing mills here in Sudbury, as well as through the Shakespeare um, processing plant um, will be really key. 
So we think that, uh, you know, there is potential to have, you know, a underground bulk sample or a surface bulk sample um, in the works. And, and that's a pretty straightforward process to get uh, permitted and, uh, and approved to start. And it would be, you know, relatively low cost. Um, potentially, depending on the size of it, it could also be a very good stepping stone to um, commercial production through toll milling. So we think that between that and Shakespeare, um, again, we're going to have a very clear path to commercial production in the next 12 months. Excellent. Now, um, with nickel, copper and PGMs, you've got the, the mineral suite that uh, is very much in demand for the energy transition, the electrification and things like that. You're, you're in the eye of the hurricane, so to speak. Um, Sudbury is obviously a very famous producing base metals district, but uh, I, I, I guess in some ways it's it's overlooked from an exploration development point of view because you do have such big entrenched players there, such as Valley. Um, and so people perhaps forget that there is exploration potential there as well. Um, are you starting to see sort of, you know, because of the battery metals are in a, such a, an upsurge, are you starting to see increased interest from investors and, and, and bigger companies in what you're doing? Absolutely. Um, you know, just to, to touch on the points you mentioned, Sudbury really is, I think, overlooked by a lot of investors. Since FNX and Quadra FNX were acquired by KGHM, there really hasn't been an opportunity for an investor to get in on a, a really advanced junior company that's focused and has a lot of leverage to nickel here in Sudbury. Um, the major players such as Valet and Glencore and KGHM that are here now, you know, are much too large to really get that kind of leverage and exposure. Uh, for those who who remember the FNX days, you know, while uh, while we were developing and, and producing, we made some amazing discoveries of, of multiple deposits, many of them footwall type deposits on past producing Inco mines that, that FNX had acquired. And some of these had grades, you know, where we produced 10% copper and one and a half percent nickel and eight grams of PGMs um, for years on end, such as at the uh, the Morrison deposit at Lavac mine. So we think that there's still tremendous opportunity for those types of discoveries. Um, the Crane Hill mine has really seen no um, significant footwall exploration, um, either when it was in production, because Inco didn't have much interest in, in copper PGM uh, footwall deposits at that time. And then since then, because of Lawnman was so focused on low sulfide PGMs, they weren't looking at conductive um, targets that are well into the footwall, like what FNX did. So we think there's tremendous exploration potential. And, you know, we have seen a, a lot of interest from, you know, both major companies and strategic investors that are want to be a part of this. Um, Sudbury is a very hard nut to crack. We think we have a very strategic cornerstone asset in Shakespeare that really gives us an advantage over any other um, company that wants to come in and, and try to, um, you know, explore and, and develop here in Sudbury. Excellent. Sounds like you're going to have a very exciting next six months, Jason. Yeah, we have, we have a lot on the go, um, but it's very exciting. This is, you know, the culmination of of years of hard work and, and sticking to a vision. And, uh, you know, we were really excited to be able to make that announcement yesterday and now be able to talk about um, our plans and what it means for our company. Well, I look forward to finding out more about those as, as time progresses, Jason. Um, congratulations once again on the deal. Magna Mining trades on the TSXV under NICU. Jason Jessup, CEO, thank you very much for joining us today. Thanks, Paul. And that's all for me, Paul Harris. Join us for more from Mining Stock Daily soon.
The information presented should not be considered investment advice. Mining Stock Daily and its affiliates are not responsible for any loss arising from any investment decision in connection with the material presented herein. Please do your own research or speak with a licensed financial representative before making any investment decisions.